I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, peoples. Soul peoples. Hello, radiant soul lights. Hey, hey, hey. Um, It's good to connect with all of you. And I'm just realizing... I have got to log in. It has been one of those mornings, 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 mornings. So I don't know if you guys are hearing me or not. Let me know. Yeah. I have been, um, wow, kind of in a little cave deep within, and now things are like popping. How are you guys feeling? How are these eclipses? How are you doing with these eclipses? That's what I want to know. Uh, Anyway, if you want to share that and share anything about your path or you want a reading um, or just a chat, that number is 347-539-5122, 347-539-5122, and press 1 on your keypad if you want to get on air, Um, or you can also listen uh, 347-539-5122. If you don't want to listen by computer or chat, you can call in. Uh, some people call in because they're kind of mobile. Anyway, gang, you can hear me in the background. I'm getting my tea. Uh, those of you in the chat, let me know how the sound is, please. So you cannot even believe behind the scenes. I'm not even just multitasking two or three things. I have got like five things going on. So much that I forgot to put to, to um, oh, my God, I forgot to um, log in. So, but, yeah, I log in by phone and by computer. So, anyway, here we are, as many of you travel with me on the soul path, and I feel so blessed to connect with um, all of you. And, in fact, I just posted something on my TikTok about blessings. Yes, feeling the blessings amidst all the chaos and all that's going on with this, the eclipses. We are rocking and rolling with the energy, and I do want to hear from you how you are doing with this energetic shifting and change. We actually have changed energy patterns. I don't know if you can feel it or not. I know I can. So I definitely do want to hear from you, 347-539-5122. Also, um, love it if you would subscribe to Awakenings with Michelle Mache podcast on YouTube, also Soul Insights and Tarot on YouTube, and if you feel a resonance to connect with me on Instagram, 
and TikTok. I'm not that much on TikTok. TikTok is kind of like something I just did because somebody said I should do it. I think it was one of my assistants um, from their daughter. It might have been Sadie, the producer of the podcast. I don't know. But anyway, someone said, oh, you should put it. So I'm like, okay, if I put, when I post to Instagram, every, I post sometimes to TikTok. But um, I am having fun on Instagram, and I'm posting soul insights, um, not just with tarot, but tuning in with the guides and saying, seeing what, is it, what do people really need to know right now, what's going on in the ethers of the soul tribe. So, we, you know, we incarnate like bunches, bunches of bananas, bunches of grapes. So if you're connecting with someone, sometimes even for a short period of time, there's enough resonance. But if you're connecting with someone very consistently, and especially in big passages in your life, then there's a lot of soul resonance there. And most likely you incarnated with the same learning lessons, gifts, or similarities. There's a lot of crossover. And even in the same timing, right, because it's timing is – there is no time in the land of spirit. So if somebody could be 60 or 18, someone could be 20, and you could all have a lot in common, or 40 or 50 or 70 or 80, it doesn't matter. We look at chronological time here, but we, the incarnation, how we incarnate – you know, the timelines are, um, well, they're just that. They're really ley lines. They're vortices of uh, energetic intersection. So we, in the realm of spirit, we really don't look at, um, let's see, eclipse. <laughs> Jay in the chat about the eclipse. By the way, I want to also say that, um, that I have a, and I think I have to remember to put it in the, description box um i do have a workshop coming well it's more than a workshop it's actually a course but it's um it's really good for harnessing this energy between now and the beginning of the year it's the art of dreams magic metaphysics and ritual to manifest and we will be doing just that it's a course series six sessions paulo many of you like paulo he's actually going to do paulo Dioro. He is going to learn a ritual, uh, share a ritual that he learned in Brazil. And this is an immersive online course. It's really a transformative journey. It's about learning to understand and use dreams to ma- navigate your life. Even if you don't dream, I'm going to show you. Well, everyone dreams. It's whether you remember them. And how to take what you're receiving subconsciously or the signs, the symbols, or messages that you're receiving and how to use those, how to navigate your soul path using your higher guidance. So understanding what's going on subconsciously or in the dreams or meditation or the signs or synchronicities, what does that mean? We're also going to do some crystal magic and use the symbolism for mag- manifesting and magnetizing. So we're going to create a crystal grid and scripting for the upcoming year. So this is really poised for the upcoming year. I think I think the last session is might be on January 8th. The, the, the classes are recorded, so if you can't make it in person, um, you know, I can send you the link. Uh, but really what's going to happen is you really did, this is about discovering how to align to your actions with your soul's calling. 
and I love the scripting for the new year. So anyway, I'm really excited about that. If that's something that interests you, you can either email me at michelle at soulplayground.life or check it out, the link, or if you if you connect with me on Instagram, it's in the links in the bio. There is a link, a direct link, and I'll probably be posting something linkish. Linkish. I'll be posting something linkish, linkish, linkish. All right, let's get to a couple of questions in the chat, then we're going to go to the phone lines. Oh, yeah, Eclipse 1, major hyped-up energy. Eclipse 2, emotional, almost depressed, easily moved. Yeah, Jay. I'm with you. I've had some very emotional... Um, actually, I dive deep into this on my the two last pick-a-cards that I did, one about what's going on in your subconscious mind, uh, on, on Soul Insights and Tarot on YouTube, and then the most recent one, which is Pick a Feather. Eclipses do that, but you see, a lot of people don't realize eclipse doesn't just mean, like, it's not just this month and last month. It's cumulative. And we're doing a lot of purging on the deeper levels. Also, this is the last Taurus-Scorpio alignment, so depending where that is with you, Scorpio is deep. It's it's ruled by Mars and Pluto. And all of this, gang, soul posse, soul gang, soul mate, soul tribe, let's get real. Because we are meant to experience and express and manifest more as our soul. This We're moving into this phase. You can probably... And probably some of you are really starting to feel this soul call, and I got to do this, I got to create this, I got to make this happen. We're really stepping into that. So there is a lot of stuff falling away, but there's a lot of stuff about conflict, war, you're seeing it, what's going on. Um, we have to clear what's happened in history, basically. Our personal history, our familial, you know, the. Fa- generational, ancestral, societal, the community, the humanity at large, which we call race consciousness for human race. And so we're going to be seeing, you know, there's a lot of pitting against. There's going to be a lot of extremes of the polarity playing out. But try not to get, try not to look too much of what's happening out there. Be informed, do what you need to do, do what you can but understand this is playing out, but there is a there's an impulse for unity, for connecting into the binding energy of the universe, which is creativity, which is love. When you, I mean, when we create, we create from love. That's a high form, high vibe of love. So loving what you do, loving yourself, loving each other. But you are going to see it play out, and I talk a lot about this in Patreon. I talk a lot about my visions, the messages I receive from the spiritual hierarchy of what's going on, whether it's the wars, pandemic, all of that that's happening. And the main message is about trusting one's intuition and keeping to one's path and understanding where you're really at because you incarnated at this time for a reason, and you also incarnated with a soul call a soul mission from that stems from your particular soul blueprint and soul signature frequency, what you're about. And so whatever you're most called to do, that's what you're meant to do, even if it looks like something else from the outside. It's like it, the whole idea is to, you know, not to ignore it, 
but do what you need to because we are co-creating. See, that's one thing they don't want us to know is how, how we're all co-creating this experience and how much power or empowerment we do have by our consistent thoughts and aggregating or coming together, especially in small groups like we are here, and, and thriving and not getting caught up in the extremes of the duality. That's what's important, the us against them. That's been played out for so long. So you're going to see all the way through, whether it's, you know, ancient, you know, Egypt, Palestine, it doesn't matter, Ukraine, Russia, Ukraine, you know, all of It's got to go back, folks. It's got to go back. And, and you can see it. The, the, the same problems and issues that we have now have been going on not just hundreds of years or thousands of years. So we got to go back, ancient Egypt, ancient Greece, ancient Rome, Babylonian, Mesopotamia, Sumerian times, ancient biblical times, ancient, you know, whatever, all those texts, whether, you know, back to Abraham and who's the, when they split, all of that has to come up, Lemuria and Atlantis, and you will know where you fit in with this. Just try to rise above, connect into the higher self. And gather with others, you know, and, and know that what your frequency is needed now, whatever you've come in with, your vibrational frequency, your pulse, your wavelength, however you want to look at it, your beingness is helping to transform as you transform your world and live more from your soul. You know, that's the, that's the deal. That's the dealio, is to live more from the soul, which pulls us out of the extremes of the polarity plane. When we're in the extremes of the polarity plane, we are very easily manipulated, you know. And so that inner kind of integrity, if you will, it's, is what's going to help us. So, yeah, these eclipses, and, that, and they're starting now in Aries Libra. We're moving into that mental realm of really focusing on the ethers. That's why I love the Internet or Internet, the ethers, right? You can plug in the ether cord or ether cable. It's really about understanding the metaphysics. And I'm like, oh, yes, this is my time. I've been teaching this, living this forever. And I'm just impassioned about it. Like, I want to teach people how to see what I see. How do I do what I do? How do I live this way forever? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's innate within you. It just takes someone to kind of tap, 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 kind of open it, you know, or help you reconnect to it and reinforce that way of living and being. Because that's where we're all going. That's where we're going as a collective consciousness. Now, the mainstream consciousness is always lags. It's, it, it, it takes a while. And it's not everyone is going to awaken to this. Because we hold, the, the earth plane holds contrast. So what allows us to perpetuate in motion, to seem like gravity, that we're grounded and that we have solid mass, is the contrast. Without the contrast, we would not have materialization. Things would not materialize or manifest. We, to manifest into physical form, you need the duality or the contrast. So this is all about living less from the extremes. It's not about, it's about understanding that we're all from oneness, right, metaphysically, out of the one comes the many and from the many is the one that says it all but we have to 
dilly-dally and have the belief system of separating out because otherwise there's no it's just pure perception you have to have a level of projection to manifest in other words you have to see or feel something outside of you to want to get it do you see what i'm saying so when we the more we realize that everything is within us or we have it within us you know etherically then it manifests but the earth game is it's out where we have to feel we have to strive or go for it right we go for it go for your dreams but in truth, it's, in, it's already manifested, it's already within you. But to make it into manifested form on the earth plane, on this dimensional experience, it doesn't matter 3D, 4D, 5D, 6D, it doesn't matter. It, it, to manifest, to make into form, there is some level of duality, whether you're talking about it, you know, masculine, feminine, the yin, the yang, electrical, magnetic, it doesn't matter. However you want to look at it, the inner, the outer, there is going to be that contrast. Tasha in the chat, interesting energy. Had a vivid dream around soul contract past life that seemed to be a message from X's higher self. Is there a message about a relationship for me that you can say, oh my God, and pick a card, mention emotional fulfillment. Okay, Tasha, make sure you go to my today if you can, if you have time, or this week. Definitely go check out Soul Insights and Tarot on YouTube, the pick a card, um, the last two, the pick a feather today and um, then the one about the subconscious mind. Messages from the subconscious mind. Okay, I had this dream this morning about the something about people's exes, redoing the exes. So that's interesting. And it was like a game show should have written it down oh i get these visions i do a lot with dream work i do lucid dream that's something we're going to cover too in the uh, in the course that i'm facilitating and teaching so my dream life is like just off the charts uh, it always has been and when i studied dream therapy dream analysis um even my teacher said that i have such a rich inner life i would just disappear into my dream life you know, some could say as an escape from whatever I was going through, a family or whatever is happening growing up, but also because I had the realization that I was also astral traveling. In my dreams, I was having these experiences and tapping into my other dimensional realities or planetary, going back and visit star seeds or visiting friends. I had dreams. I've had coexisting dreams where I've dreamt the same thing as a, as a friend. Um or sometimes colleagues or students, see me on the astral and we chit-chat. Um, but, yeah, so that's going to be up a lot more as we're getting more into the mental realm of things. If you look at it astrologically, we're connecting in, not just mentally, not it through just thought, but the ethers. It's very important. The ethers is part of the mental realm. Well, it all, all, all of the realms go together. So, yeah, I think there is something about relationships coming back, people partnering up either with people from the past, but it could also be past life or or someone that reminds you of someone from the past that you were with, but it's like an updated version, right? And I feel like it's going to be like what's coming up. It's like pick a person. You know, I think a lot of people are going to have a lot of choice in relationship, whether it's collaborative, collaborative, collegial, 
you know, working with someone or um, or romantic, like dating. I think people are going to be like, nope, this one's this one's closer to my soul alignment. This one's better. This one's almost there. This no, I, I think we're going to be picking and choosing a lot that has to do with relationship. Um, okay, trying to stay out of the news. Jay Styling says, I think it's a trap to pull us into this war. We're already in the war. Something seems so off with it. I think there's something else going on here. Got to fake something going on. Yeah. Okay, and then Tasha, a couple of years ago, you said you couldn't see an end to the separation, so I'm watching for a no-soul partner. Well, that's probably what's coming in then, Tosh. Is that they'll remind you something of the old one. So there's something a lot that's renewing, redoing, that's coming back around for many people. Uh, quick story before we get to callers, 347-539-5122 is the phone number to call in. Please press pound. Star one, pound one. Please press one on your keypad. So, okay, this is the answer to you, Jay. Years ago, and I don't even remember the person, so I couldn't get them into trouble, but I did a reading. Um, it'd be interesting with this story if they're listening, because sometimes I have people from years ago that reach out to me or like, oh, my God, you got a podcast or you're doing something with your psychic work, you know, or I remember you went. Um, but anyway, I worked with this woman. She came to me from a reading. This is when I first started channeling, by the way, a lot. People were being sent to me from all over the world. I don't even know how it happened. I was just like answering the phone, channeling, people coming over. And this woman had been sent to me. She had gone to three other psychics or four other psychics. I don't know how many, a lot of other psychics. Anyway, she wanted to know if she was going to jail or what was that coming up? And I saw her, yes, going to jail. It was a white-collar crime. And believe me, this woman did not look. She looked like like soccer mom, you know, or very well put together. And I was told her, I said, oh, my God, no, you're going. And I said, I see you going. And I looked every which way. I looked psychically. I channeled it. I did cards. I did this. I, I mean, I, and I, I, and she got kind of mad and snapped at me and said, well, I went to the, this psychic, that's I went to all, you're the only one that sees me going. And I said, that's what I see. I can't change what I see and feel. And I said, and I feel you've done this before. So I feel like you could have gotten out of it or you got out of it or you somehow something happened before, either the same or very similar. And so now you're going. And she just about her jaw dropped she goes oh my god how'd you know and I said well, I'm a psychic I'm a channeler that's how I know so yeah she had done a white collar crime before embezzled money I don't know if she was an accountant I don't remember what her title was but she had to pay she paid restitution and she got I think probation and she did it again which I asked her I mean if you get away with it once okay end of story but apparently she was good. I think the first time I remember the number, I think, was $4,062. <laughs> no, 400 Sorry, 400000 So she did it again, and she got caught. And I said, you're going. And I said, just bring a bunch of books. I go, you're going to have to look at this spiritually. So we really dived in, like, to look at this, like, turning her life around, connecting with herself spiritually, connecting with her soul. I gave her a bunch of book titles and you know we just really had this so and then she sent her son because she's like i really want you to help him because i'm going to be without it you know he's 
not going to be with his mom for a while. So he came to see me, and he was on the, he was in the military, and he had been stationed. And I got all these downloads about the government, about the war. This is the Iraq War, and I said, "Oh my God, you're at war! What's going?" And he's like, "Oh my God, you're right." But gang, online and in the paper, everywhere, whether it was online or you know, legacy news, you know. Uh, outlets, it said we were preparing or we might be going to war. We're preparing. He told me, and he said, I kept saying this, I would get court-martialed if I, people aren't supposed to know this. I guess in the military, they know the secrets, they, a lot of them, they don't tell us. He said he's already there. He was on leave, and then they were rolling out. He goes, we've been fighting for six months. He told me this, and then a recent client that has military connections told me this too. When you see something on the news, it's anywhere from six months. It's the average is six to eight months and sometimes a year. He said they don't because they don't want to scare people. They don't tell us. So I'm telling you guys, all the we're at war, all this is being orchestrated by the cabal. That's all I can tell you, the steering committee, whatever you want to call it. So we don't know, and they don't funnel it. Everybody I know is against the media. Yeah, the media is kind of the, the, the regular media, mainstream media, legacy media. It's always been the mouthpiece of government, organizations, corporations, companies. I mean, that's why there's always been alternative media, and that's why I have always done my own research it's good. That's part of the rude awakening is people are going, oh, my God, but they're blaming the media. But the media only reports what it's given. Years ago when I was doing a lot of media and I, had, I was commentating and hosting, guest hosting, and I had my own talk show, and I thought, oh, I might want to be an anchor, you know, at one point. And I knew somebody in that field very high up, and he said, Michelle, you'll ne- you'd never get in. And this is back in the day where there was more of the anchors. Things are like a little bit, things are getting broken up now, as you can see, just even the last few years, last 10 years, really, 10, 15 years. It's changed, and it's changing even more. And I'm like, why? I go, I thought it might be fun. And he goes, no, you would never get hired. And this was back, like, big media mogul people. um, And the anchors had a lot of power and getting a lot of money. And I said, why? And he goes, okay, I'm going to give you an example. What if something something comes in the wire and you know it to not be true? What are you going to do? And I said, what do you mean? It's like factually, he goes, yeah, you know that it's not true. It's a lie. You had the d-. I said, well, I wouldn't report it. I would, he goes, that's why, exactly. He goes, you don't get to those kinds of positions unless you're willing to not question and be the mouthpiece. And especially with a lot of the earlier, you know, that's why they get those packages and they've signed all those documents. You know, it's like, um, and he said also that most of the people, the biggie wiggies are trilateralists. Okay. So you can look that up, the trilateralists. Um, so they, you know, it's 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 uh, that's what you know. You have to go with the alternative, and uh, and how else is 
the conventional or old paradigm or legacy, whether it's whether it's organizations, institutions, government, health organizations, scientists, climates, how else are they going to get their messaging out there? And that's why they're trying to take over the interwebs, right? So the Trilateralist Commission was founded in 1973 by philanthropist David Rockefeller, who sought to address the challenges posed by the growing economic and political interdependence between the U.S. and the allies in North America, Western Europe, and Japan. So you see all of this, it's like it's all to preserve an old paradigm, an old way. And, And to some degree, we need to do some of that because you can't have just no structure, but you're seeing how the structures are starting to break down, dissolve, crumble, or be seen, the transparency of, hey, this was an out-and-out lie. I mean, those of you that follow me on Patreon or you're part of the Soul Path and Soul Awakening community on Patreon, everything that happened in 2020, I channeled all of that and more, and more of what's coming up in the between now and 2030 and even beyond. It's some of it stretched to 2045 to 2050. All of that stuff, even how this thing happened, all of that has come to pass. All of that came true. What the, every one of those predictions, every one of those visions happened. So part of what that says is a lot of what's going on is meant to be. It's already in the ethers. It's already going on. It's already even me channeling these whole neighborhoods and buildings being taken over and this all digitally, you know, monetized and surveillance uh, cities for safety happening and more crime. That's already happening. And then I think I'm I'm like, well, I channeled in 2017 and then I, I have clients in certain areas and they're like, oh, Michelle, just to let you know, that's been happening since 2014 and and you know, BlackRock and other companies have been buying up blocks in certain areas and this is happening or, or there's a deal with the Saudis and our government. You know what I mean? I'm like, for this the city of this, you know, all of this has already been happening. So I just get the 411 when it's close enough to share. Um, but we've been seeing this. I don't know. That maybe earlier, 80s, 90s. I'm sure people have been seeing it even earlier some groups that I was a part of, some of you have heard me share, share this, that were, um, I would say, just more different type of uh, Mormon, I don't know if it was born-again Christian. Anyway, they have these groups where they, they follow these prophecies, and they saw things, you know, coming through my teenage years. I was privy to some of these groups. I went to them, and telling you exactly what they said was going to happen is happening now so there is an agenda there has been for a very long time i mean i don't know 30 40 50 years 20 30 years um but as the awakenings are happening it's for us to intervene not be sleepwalking like sheeple not sleepwalking and it's I'll keep saying silent revolution where you pull back from things. Where are you putting your money? Where are you putting your energy? What are you believing? Don't crumble, you know, because if you even look in history, the times where there was 
you know, heinous things going on, major wars. There were people still thriving, and there were the artists that helped rebuild the community, the landscape, the culture. It's going to come from the artists, whatever, the, you know, light workers, starseed, the misfits. It's going to come from the creatives using their soul expression or self-expression to to create something new. And so as there is this breaking down, there's also this building up. Like I like to say, it's like you've got a car in a garage that's backing out and another car that's driving in. That's where we're at. So that's the maneuvering that's happening. Okay, let's get to callers. 347-539-5122. Oh, wait, before we get to that, use the power of eight to add peace to the world. Greg also, well, it's more than peace. I'm going to be honest with you guys. That's the the peace it's more than peace it's 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 not about peace it's really about integration and that's why there's a lot of this shadow work like our own integration because if it was just about peace that wouldn't be an issue we've had peace marches we've had peace meditations no it's going to be active it's integrating our shadow you know it's recognizing our power our empowerment that we do affect change by what we do individually, what we buy into. You know, you're seeing it now, a lot of people kind of crumbling with with pressure because they, you know, I'm thinking like politically or governmentally or some things that are going on. Um, Like even with, I guess it's just Trump's, one of his attorneys kind of crumbling and just didn't do anything wrong, but is saying that they did. See, it's those kinds of behaviors, and I don't know what I would do you know, honestly, but I'm just saying it's it's going to come from the individuals living more in their truth. Peace comes from living from your truth. We don't have to try to create peace or focus on peace. Peace is a byproduct of being in alignment. I mean, I've been in some very, very difficult situations in my life, and I've had an inner peace. I've had a sense of joy. And part of that is because I called in on grace or the Holy Spirit. So that's what we need to do. We need, people need to be told, look, you have a level of power or empowerment by where you buy, where you shop, what you spend your time and money on. Do you, do you reach out you know, online, connect with like-minded individuals, and share your gifts and come together? Do you reach out in person? For some of you, it's going to be in person, online. Some of you, it's just going to be more online. Are you getting out of your own stuck state, your condition response patterns? Are you doing more in alignment with what your soul wants you to do? Are you feeling more empowered? Because all of that communicates to the universe. Once you step in and realize I'm affecting change by how I live and what I do, see, that's what they don't want. That's the whole thing. They don't give a crap about peace marches. I about peace. I mean, Meditate for peace, prayer for peace. No. It's, it's inspired action. It's coming from the soul. Should you do that? Yes, all of that helps. But it's, it's, it's starting, you know, it's, it's, it's the people that are like the mothers and fathers that are coming and they're starting charter schools. They're, they're, they're saying, I don't want my child brainwashed or indoctrinated. It's those decisions 
that are making the change. We have to create a parallel reality, a parallel economy. Now, we're bridging. So even people saying, hey, uh, I'm willing to barter, I'm willing to share, I'm willing to create this together, I'm willing to have this garden. There has to be a physical action to it. We have to move from the inspiration to the inspired action. Right? Let's see. What? I felt this coming, but I want to do something different to help. It's just not what it seems with the prayers in this war thing. Yeah, no. All of that is good. That is helpful. In other words, I can pray to lose weight, but if I don't change something in my diet or have more, you know, <laughs> calories out than calories in, with my metabolism, I'm going to gain weight. So it's dealing with what is. What is the reality in your personal world? I'm telling you guys, making changes with where and how you spend your money and how you think of money. Money is a currency. It's a current. Once you understand it. You know, I had a session with a client the other day and they were saying something about the stock market and they're all in, you know, metaphysics and how it's not the same. And I said, oh, no. I said, I remember one time listening to Greenspan, Alan Greenspan, and I was like, oh, my God, this guy's a metaphysician. The stock market is based on emotions. That's all it is. I have a lot of stockbroker and trader, um, day trader clients, money managers, accountants, and especially the stockbrokers, they would t- that I learned from them. They're like, yeah, it's based people perception. It's based on this is scarcity, so we're going to buy more. This is, you know, it, it, and it's all manipulated. This is why connecting in psychically into the subtle energy, getting in the current, finding your individual current, your true current, and aligning that to universal current. It's, it's not listening to the outer narrative, or if you do listen to it, then do your research. Three, four, five, six, you know, sources. And then bring it into you and say, well, how does this feel to me? What feels right for me? You know, like for me with the panty, I didn't do the jibby-jabby, but I wouldn't do it anyway because I don't do that. I, I just don't, you know. Um, there's certain things I would do, you know. There's certain things that... Um, I would, yeah, I would get, you know, like, I don't know what, this is going to go to YouTube, so I don't know what I can say, because I've got like a warning already, a strikey, or like a warning for a strike, because I mentioned uh, my, my approach to my health and wellness, because uh, I'm not opposed to medicines or anything like that. Um, I just feel I have my own way and when and how I do it or my timing or whatever. So everything has its place. But we're, this, listen, Aquarius has a lot to do with self-responsibility. And so that's what's going to come up more and more and more for people. And trust me, we're going to end up voting someone in that everybody's going to think is the savior and is not going to be. Because we're still too polarized. We still feel it's a it's a it's the Democrats are bad and the Republicans are good or the Republicans are bad or the Democrats are good. Trump is bad. Biden's good. No, it's, they're all in it 
together. I don't know how more clearly to say that. Eventually, there's going to be the third wave, the third way, and we will have a third-party system. You're going to see a lot of threes, three options, three approaches, three ways, the third wave. That's what we do when we connect in energetically and get into our higher self and extend or expand. And When we integrate the higher self and the lower self, we extend into that third way or third wave. If I'm trying to solve a problem, I'm ping-ponging. It could be this, it could be A, it could be B, it could be A or B, is it B, is it A, right? You go back and forth with your options, but then when you meditate or you get into that meditative state, it's not those two options you were looking at. Something new comes in. That's the empress in the tarot. That's the three. That is true manifestation. Manifestation comes from two, the binary the effect cause you know coming together into the a new causal point or through that causal point something is created from the electrical and the magnetic from two options a third option comes in and so once people start orientating themselves more in that understanding that realization that way of living you're going to see a lot more abundance because if it's not option a or not option b there's a third option, a third way. So we're having to go, part of what we're going through in this rude awakening is to create the space from that so that people, because it's very safe to say it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's black or it's white. It's A or it's B. It's Democrat or it's Republican. It's right wing or left wing. No, it's really left wing but progressive. It doesn't matter. It's all on the same side. It's conservative. That's the, that is all the ego mind. That's ego consciousness that wants an absolute, a definitive, doesn't like the gray area of the becoming, the void, the potential, the opening, the opportunity. But we're, we're, that's where we all need to reside right now. And that's why it's so uncomfortable and all these emotions and feelings and energy picking up and all of this because we are in that chaotic time, that cyclone of creation where things are swirling around to see what takes hold, what catches on. And what takes hold, what catches on, and has the most coherence, resonance, energy, and frequency. It gains, and because of the resonance, it gains in energy. That's what comes into manifested form. So it's a very, very, very powerful, powerful time right now. Um, but it's also a time of a lot of stress, distress, and un... Yeah, moving toward the gray, Tasha, yeah. Hi, you're on air. Welcome. Hi, you're on air. Okay, gang. I know people walk away and get stuck. I'll come back to you, 845. Hello. Hi, you're on air. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. You're welcome. Who's this? Who am I speaking with? My name is Catherine. I'm calling from New York. Hi, Catherine. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I have to thank you. All this information has been super enlightening. Um. So I, I firstly thank you for that. 
Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, especially when you were saying um, about born-again Christians um, going into the Bible prophecy about this. That's what I've been doing um, as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that really, yeah. that really resonated. Yeah. A lot of it's there. It's written, you know, and it's... Um, the the main not not the little moving parts but the main passages of what to go through and mm-hmm. yeah well yeah well fantastic yeah <laughs> um I have a question too please if you don't mind about yeah, work absolutely mm-hmm. thank you um I'm going overseas and I'm trying to um get some appointments to possibly get some jobs through there. I was wondering how you see it going for me, if you see that working out. Um, I've connected to quite a few people, and I'm still going to keep on pushing, so I was just wondering what you might see coming from it, please. Okay. And you want to know basically what... um, Any job opportunities? Yeah, I might get overseas from all these people that I've been reaching out to online. Thank you. Okay. Now, are you going there and coming back? I I feel you could be back and forth for a bit. Yes, that's what I'm thinking of doing exactly. Yeah, like staying either three months or six months and then coming back. Um, Then, you know, like hopefully relationships that I keep building will allow me to go back again. Okay, so yeah, it's showing it's showing it's going to take it's kind of bit by bit. So I don't know what that means. It's not going to be immediate, but it does show you building something and it's also showing connection to your intuition, expect fluctuations. It shows going back. Let's see what about work. Let's see. Yeah, like Ooh, I was, definitely. Oh yeah. Now do you have Taurus? Yeah, definitely. Now do you have Taurus in your chart somewhere? I don't think so, but my mom is a Taurus. Oh, okay, interesting. Well, there could be also May. When are you going? There could be something around the time of Taurus, because I'm definitely getting persistence. It's showing money. It could be something also with art. Yes, Something definitely. Creative yes. art or me? Okay. Is yes, that true? that's exactly okay. what it is. Yes, yes. Ah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I was talking, I don't know, I was talking to this one woman and the prospect seemed really good. Her name starts with the letter M. And it seems like she's like, yeah, I'm going to get my client in touch with you immediately. And then it kind of like she went away. I just reached out to her again today like, hi, I haven't heard anything. I'm still interested. So I don't know if maybe by May, maybe that's what you feel yeah, coming together. Yeah, well, that's why I'm saying expect more to happen next year. That's why I'm doing my course. I'm trying to help everyone because there's so much popping next year, especially a little bit mid-January into February, but I would say March on, February, March on. I feel a lot of people are going to be moving again, like the big exodus, like in 2020, 2021, uh, I feel like there's a lot of new opportunity, whether jobs, 
you know, there's just going to be a lot. People are going to be moving a lot. There's a lot of movement. So I would say right now just keep preparing, be, keep in touch with people. Mm-hmm. Holidays are always a good time to send little hello messages. How are you doing also? And then expect to put more in motion, I would say, after the, the first of the year, after mid-January, okay. I would say. Awesome. Oh, yay. All right, Catherine. <laughs> yay. Thanks for Thank calling you. in. Great to connect. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. Thank you. Thank you. Blessings. Blessings. All right, let's see. 347-539 is the number. You can press 1 on the keypad to get on air. Hi, you're on air. Hi. Hi, Stacy. And Hi, I just have Welcome. a question. Hi. Um Thanks for taking my call. Um, what do you see like for mid January, like the start of the new year? Any romance? Look at the romance for Stacy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Oh, you're going to be talking to someone. Okay, you come in with someone from the past. Also, there's a there's a potential redo for you. Let's see, let's look mention end of January, February next year. Okay, I'm getting a lot with work, more so than romance. What's going on with your job? There's a lot of focus on work. Well, I work, I just work. I don't really Do you work socialize much. Oh, yeah. maybe that's why. Okay, you work a lot. So you got to get out because right now a lot is showing with with work. So I feel like Again, I feel like next year a lot of people are going to be like, oh, I'm going to do it now. I'm just going to try. I'm just going to do this. Or I can't take this anymore. Or I have to do something. I have to make it happen. So you haven't connected with that energy yet. Right now what is surrounding you, even in, I would say, January, February, is a lot with work. So either you work a lot or you're focused on work or you're building something. So you're going to have to break your routine a little bit. Um, to meet someone is what I'm hearing. Because right now in your circle, I'm not seeing it. Like in your your routine circle, what you do, you know, where you go when you work, then you go home and when you go shopping or whatever, errands, all of that. I'm not I'm not seeing that. Um, now, by the way, what? Go ahead. So it doesn't mean I'm meeting someone through work. Does it mean that? Um. That's funny you said that because I was thinking that that could be a possibility. Do you, do you mm-hmm. have like sales people come in? Or something yes, sales? that's what I do. That's what I do. Oh, okay. It could be sales or a conference. It's something around sales. So you could meet someone. But by the way, I also see you in some kind of farmer's market or something where there's kiosks. Now, I don't know if you meet this person there or it's one of the things that you do you do with this person on the weekend after you meet them. Oh. You're out and, oh, wow. Yeah, you're out Yeah, you're out and about. I see a lot of like fresh fruits, vegetables, um But there's other stuff there. So I don't know if it's like an outdoor, what do you call it? Like an outdoor market or flea market. Um yeah, you're going to be changing things up, even your health. I, I see you on a bit of a change of diet or nutrition, 
change up. Yeah, you're going to be, I don't know, something's shifting in your energy pattern, I I would say mid, mid to end of January. Oh, wow. Where you're just, you're putting the vibe out there more. Maybe you're more flirty. You could flirt with someone and then flirt back with you at work. I don't know if that ends up being the one, but there could be something, or maybe you have lunch together or you find yourself on the same call or there's travel with work, something. There's some kind of connection yeah. there that kind of opens the door for you. Um, Stacy, keep us posted. I I care. I want to know, and I'm nosy. Keep me posted is how things unfold, okay? <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you so oh, much, and I'll keep you posted. Have a happy Halloween. You too. Bye. Hi, you're on air. Hi, how are you? My name Hello. is Maria. I'm from New York. How are you? Hi, Maria. How are you? How are you? Fine, I thank do. you. From New York. Yes. From New York, eh? Yeah. I think I want to go to the end of this month. I'd like to stay about five or six months over there. Oh, what do you to go to Italy. Yes, I think that's a yes. great idea. Let's look at Maria going to Italy. What's coming up? Ooh, I think it's a good idea. Trust your intuition on the timing, um, but it does look good. I see friends or family. You could there could be a lot of g- g- gatherings or get to, get-togethers. Yeah, well, I, I got a party to go. About this yeah. Fit. Oh, you do a party? Oh, then go. Yeah, I would do it. Is it now uh, November fifth? Let's see, it's so November. How is no, uh, November or December? What, no, no, November 5th and now, and it was a week, like I said, a week Oh, you're going to go in November? End yeah, of November? I gotta, yeah, i got to go in the end of this month. Okay, be, well, that looks uh, good. Well, maybe that's maybe you're there for the holidays. Right. Because I, I see a lot there, of people I'm, around I'm, you. I would I go. Stay, uh, I want to stay over there about five or six months. What do you okay. think? Okay. I think that sounds good. And you can still call in. You yeah, just got to get up earlier, you, Maria. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you think I'm going to be okay finance? Yeah, how's the finance? Yeah, I think you're going to have help. Now, you may end up selling something. You might end up selling your home. Let's see. What's coming up for Maria financially? Yeah, you're going to work out how to do it. But I think it's going to be very, very good for you, and I feel the people you connect with, the friends, the family, whatever it is, the party is going to be really, really good. Maria, hey, i got to go. I see our guest is online, so um, I'm here next week too, all right? Because all right, maybe before I go, I'll call again, all right? Oh, yes, please do. Yes, please do. Thank, call back thank in. you, thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you. Thank you. God bless. Big hug. Thank you, you too. Bye. All right, everyone. Uh, It's time for our awakening conversation today. We're going to be having a wonderful conversation with Rada Metro Midkiff, Certified Life Coach, Executive Director of Integral Yoga Institute of New York. Hello. Hi, Rada. Welcome. Hi, Michelle. Thank Hi. you for having me. 
Oh, I'm excited to talk with you. I love uh, what you're doing. And by the way, one of my most favorite um, mantras has the name Radha in, in it. Oh, you know that, one. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a ooh, it's a really good one, and I have I have some good uh, versions of it too. So you're gonna remind me. I'm gonna do a little much, little uh, kirtan, oh, a little mantra meditation. <laughs> I <laughs> love lady. that. That's so great, right? Yeah. So tell me about you. What do um? First of all, I've heard of um, Yogaville. And yeah, quite well known. So I kind of want, I want to know about you, but I also want to know about what you're doing with that Integral Yoga Institute, uh, Yogaville. Yogaville has been around Mm -hmm. for a while, right? Yeah, so Yogaville is actually our international headquarters in Virginia. And um, we have these satellite institutes um, in different areas. So we have one in New York. We've got one in San Francisco. We've got one in New Jersey and one in India. And then we actually have yoga centers all over the world. So I get to direct the one in New York right now. Um, But Yogaville is actually where I grew up. So it is also very close to my heart. Oh, wow. Let's talk about Yeah, because I've heard of that uh, forever. I mean, Yogaville. Yeah, Yogaville. Well, I, I think we've been in Virginia since like the early 80s, like late 70s, early yeah. 80s. Well, I heard um, about, I think, in like mid-90s when I was going to a lot of yoga classes. And I don't even remember, but I remember a lot of people talking about it or going there. And I remember it was in New York or upstate New York. I just remembered it was back east. I'm on the West Coast. So I was always curious about it. Now, do you do classes, offer courses and classes there what is we do so we've been um, we've actually been located here in new york um since 1970 we've been in the exact same building um and so it's been over 50 years now and we have daily classes now of course post-covid we have online classes as well and we do online workshops and um uh, in-person workshops, we do teacher trainings. We also have a shop on, um, online and in person. But what's really unique about our center here is we actually have an ashram. So it's very mm. rare to see an active working ashram in the city itself. Um, so we have two floors of our building which are dedicated to the ashram. We have um, about, we, we vary between like 8 to 12 ashramites here at any given time. Wow, I love. I stayed in an ashram in uh, India, so I love a nice one, a cushy kind of cushy. An ashram <laughs> life can be very nice, no worries, and all that lovely courses and meditation and mantra meditation, kirtan. Yeah, yeah, we do all those things. We meditate three times a day here. Two of our our noon meditation, our evening meditations are free and open to the public, which is really nice. We have people joining us all the time. Um, the early morning one is usually just the people who, you know, live here. Um, but we also do kirtans and satsangs and all sorts of wonderful <gasps> offsets. And right here in New York City, right in, in the West Village. So oh, good. Okay, because so we have a lot of like, people awesome on the experience. In New York. <laughs> oh, so that's good. God, I wish I was there. It's so hard for me. I the place that I used to go for uh, satsang, I would go twice a week. They now, do you have live kirtan? Is it with live music? We do. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
my God, yes, because I went to the best, oh, satsang, the best, oh, the best, best chance. And then the last time I went, they had pre-recorded. It was like, oh, wow. Yeah, and I was like, I could do that at home. Yeah, Yeah, wow, that's great. Dang, all our East Coasties out there that are listening, it's such a, some of you may know of this already, but it is, I mean, chanting, that type of bhakti yoga, the mantra meditation moves the ish around, man. It moves stuff. Yes, it does. Woo! Yes, it does. Stuff that's really <laughs> sludgy and stuck. <laughs> I remember oh, chanting is sort of like a little bit like uh, the lazy man's yoga, right? Because all you have to do is sit there and just chant, and all of a sudden you get all of these incredible um, benefits that you get out of meditating, doing a full Hatha yoga class. So <laughs> true. Yoga, like all of these, doing all these worship services, like, and all you got to do is just sit there and chant, and you have all of these incredible benefits. So very, very true. Wow. Wow. So people can go, okay, let's, I'm kind of all over the place with you, but I'm so excited that um, you provide this. And I, I honestly think for so many people, I know myself included, sometimes, I guess whether it's a a good song with good lyrics, you know, definitely chanting because the, the Sanskrit, you know, just moves stuff around. But that could be what's needed for so many people right now. You know, we're in the middle of these eclipses. There's so much going on. If you look astrologically in the cosmos, the world, however you want to look mm-hmm. at it energetically. And it can't be handled heady. You can't think your way out of this one, you know. So, <sighs> yeah. I love that you're right. practicing that because I think everybody's trying to think their way out of it. And it really, it's it's happening on such a level that you're not going to fix it with your mind. It really does have to be fixed on these energetic levels. And so yeah. we have to be able to tap into all of these energies in order to do that. And honestly, the fastest and easiest way that I personally know to tap into um, energetic frequencies is through sound. Sound is really effective. I mean, that's literally what most energetic frequencies break down to is some sort of sound. And so if we can repeat these sounds, then we can actually tap into it much closer. That's why we all chant OM. OM taps us into that universal sound, that universal energy immediately. And that's why when you say OM and you do it mindfully and with great presence, like with three OMs, you can completely change your day around. Mm. So true. Yeah, I love. Oh, I got goosebumps all over. I love what you're bringing today. This is what we all need to hear. Get out of the head. Get into the sound. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna. Do- now I have somebody in the chat that's saying I'm in New York. Where is it exactly? Oh, we already have a New York. <laughs> nice. <laughs> love it. Wonderful. We are on 13th Street between 7th and 8th Avenue. Very, very easy. We're like on the 2-3 line. It's so easy to get here, and we're right off 14th Street, so the ACE, the L train, we're really accessible. Okay. Wow. Okay, they heard that. I know you on the West Coast are like, I don't know what she's talking about, but I guarantee you that New Yorker got really excited. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I'm like, what? I know I've been there. I've stayed there a couple months, but so long ago. Yeah, so that's – even I know we have listeners in Jersey, Philly. I don't know, Philadelphia, is that is that too far? I think it's like about three hours away. But we definitely like okay. one of the things that we're working towards now, obviously, that we're post-COVID, 
There's also, um, we don't have a lot of accommodations here, but we're realizing more and more people want to have, like, personal retreats yeah. or, like, little weekend retreats. So um, one of the things we're hoping to get in place beginning of next year is working with some boutique hotels in the area so that you could actually mm. stay in a hotel that's just a block or two away, and then you could come and do, like, your day party, your retreat. Because we have a beautiful kitchen here. We've got a gorgeous dining room. We've got this lovely little library, family temple. We've got all of these um, temple classrooms. And so people could come and, like, do their retreat and then just, you know, walk a block or two, and they'd be back at their hotel. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, she knows where it is. You're right. She knows exactly where it is. <laughs> Yeah, so those of you that are listening, uh, go to yogaville.org, and it's well, actually, uh, 13. Yogaville.org oh, no, is totally, that's a different one. So if you go to yogaville.org, that is our international headquarters in Virginia, which is also oh. an extraordinary place to go and take a retreat, but a little bit farther oh. away. But you have classes there. Actually, yeah, but we are actually okay. iyiny.org. So that is Integral Yoga Institute, New York. Okay, so New York Gang is Integral Yoga Institute of New York, and the website, what's the website, Radha? IYINY.org. Okay, IYI New York, or NY, IYINY.org. Okay, and that's the Integral Yoga Institute of New York. All right, so yeah. those of you locally there, and then there's Yogaville is in, where did you say, Virginia? Yes, okay, and it's cool. beautiful there. They are also open for personal retreats and different workshops, and they actually have a Kirtan um, uh, college-like workshop coming up um, soon. So check out their website if you want to go learn how to chant and lead Kirtan yourself. That could be a really cool oh, opportunity. Oh, I love that. Well, I have a, mm-hmm. a tambour that I use, and I'm going to get a little shruti box. <laughs> A little, you know what uh, I use? I actually, you, um, I totally cheat. I use my cell phone now. Oh, Isn't that hilarious? What? Snap! <laughs> you have you all do? apps on your cell phone oh, now. What's it called? Oh my god! That's what. Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, and this modern it? age we live in. <laughs> Rada, what's the app? What's the app? Oh, my gosh. I have a whole bunch of different ones that I play around with. But basically, if you just, like, type in, you know, Tempor or Shruti Box, they will all come up, and you can just find oh, one you like. I love that. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm still getting the shoot because I want to do the movement. But I did have a long time ago the, um, I think, Tambor and D on my, um, I don't know if it was, like, for – tuning that I listen to but it right. but it stops because it's just for tuning so it'd be great to get the app cuz boy I light a little little champa put do that tambour and a couple chants and yep. I am I am who <laughs> well the nice thing about the app too is like you can get it in C, you could get it in D, like you can choose oh. what you want it in. So it'll actually change tones, you can choose speed, like all kinds of different things you can manipulate on it that is harder to do when you just have the you know, the box. But I'm not saying give up your box. That's there's something yeah, priceless. But no, but this is also but, on the go and then, you know, I don't have the pinch. box yet, I'm gonna get it. Yeah, the pinch, <laughs> exactly. And um so I know we're talking chakras, but I also wanna ask you, because, like you mentioned just now with the different notes, 
um, and you talked a bit about sound. How important is that, or does that really make a like I'm in tambour and D? Would you use the different notes for different things or different focus, or is it more of a preference? Yeah, you know, I think that it's both. So obviously, mm-hmm. in ancient time, like they do tune different forks to have a certain vibration and a certain sound that can have a different effect. But most of us are not probably going to go study it that deeply. So I always say what resonates with you. It's just like aromatherapy, okay. right? Similar idea mm. of like what smells good to you is what you need to be working with. So the sound that sounds the best for you, the note that hits you quite, you know, the most perfect way, that's the one you probably need. Mm. Wow. That's that a great way. way. Right? It's amazing. Yeah. That would be yeah. exactly what you need. It sounds like it's kind of like foods. You really kind yes. of tune in what your body, you know, needs. Um, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Food is yeah. a little trickier because sometimes, like, sugar overrides our or yeah, salt overrides like our intuition. Whereas, like with aromatherapy, it's funny because it's very rare that somebody will smell something. Um, they're either going to really like the smell or they're not going to like it. If they're ambivalent about it, it's just not useful for them. Um, Mm -hmm. but with smell and sound, like people really resonate very strongly. We do a lot of, um, sound baths here also at Integral Mm -hmm. Yoga. So we do, uh, we have, um, you know, gongs that we do and crystal bowls. And it's really interesting, different people's experiences when they come out of a sound bath the first time. I always like to ask them about their experience and some people, are like, that was amazing, I loved it, all the different notes, or people are like, oh, no, I really like this part, or, you know, this part sounded like a wave. Like, everybody's got their own different experience, and that's what's so cool about, um, even as we're talking about chakras, right? Like, each of us have our own makeup and balance in our chakras. And so it's not just like one, you know, one thing is going to work for everybody, one size fits all. It really is about tapping into what feels good, um, and what you're experiencing and then working with what naturally seems to you resonate with to heal whatever you're trying to to heal, if yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, yeah, and it's taking that, that pause to connect in, to tune in, to feel. Um, and I got a little, I don't know if you want to call it a little hack or pattern interrupt with the sugar, is if you already know that, what you just said about this, because sugar can fool us. If you already mm-hmm. know that, you can usually see it's usually one or two things, not enough protein or being mm-hmm. overexerted, like exhausted, kind of like a caffeine. Yeah. That kind of, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I will sometimes ask myself that, like like around three or four, if I have a, like a little mm-hmm. dip, and I'm like, okay, make the tea. Do you really want that yeah. little piece of chocolate? Do you really, is it time to sit with that and savor that? Or, no, I'm pushing too hard. Or I didn't have enough, you know, for me, protein, you know. And um, yeah. make that tea. And make that tea. Have a little make that tea in our honey. bodies. Like, you know, our bodies are constantly, you know, our bodies really want to serve us the best they possibly can. And mm-hmm. so if we are constantly overriding the the signals that it's sending to us, yeah. it's going to find another way to fulfill the need. They're like, oh, you are not going to lay down and rest? 
well, I got to find you energy somehow because your brain, sugar, you know, a lot of sugar goes straight to your brain. So when you are when you are using up a lot of brain power, that's why like babies and teenagers just want to eat massive amounts of sugar because it's just mm. like brain food. And like you said, they're not getting fed in another way. And so yeah. if you're just exerting yourself too much and you're not giving yourself downtime, your body is going to find a way to feed you. And often mm-hmm. that happens with caffeine, sugar, you know, even when people uh, resort to nicotine, all of these eans, like your body is going to resort to that because it is going to find a way. Um, that's the amazing thing about bodies. No matter how, like, until, you know, we get to such a state of dysfunction that they, it can't find its way back, but it's constantly going to be finding a way to, like, keep you going, keep you moving. Um, and I think I uh, love the capacity to do that is extraordinary. Yeah. I love that. That's so true. And, again, it's just bringing that awareness or mindfulness to what is, what's going on and what's your pattern or patterning. And I know I've had some people like, oh, you drink caffeine, I get so much done. Um, and I've done that sometimes, but unfortunately I'm so sensitive it keeps me up all night. So it's really, it's, 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 it's not the thing for me. But I had to make a conscious decision. I thought, you know what, maybe I'm not going to get a, as much done as some people, but it's because I'm not using this artificial thing. So when I've, my, I've either had enough, my body or my brain, you know, it's like um, we want to break, we want to do something else. Um, yeah, I've, I've kind of sacredly working with my energy pattern and going, okay, this is my energy flow. These are my biorhythms. And, yeah, I could override it, but how can I work within that? You know, and I've found that, that on some level I actually get more, quote, unquote, done because I might do less in the short term, but then I have a natural burst of energy or creativity or, and I move into inspired action, you know, and it actually takes me less um, and I'm not, you know, burning myself out. So I, I hear what you're saying. It's I think a lot of us need to hear this right now also because there's, there's such a push to do, 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 do more, do more, you know. Yeah. Yes, and, and even then our enjoyment goes down because we're so driven, we're trying to do so much, we're trying to keep up with everything. Even the pace of life in the city is so fast. Yeah. That, yeah. you know, when I first took this job even, I usually have a cup of coffee in the morning and then I'm okay, but I was hitting that slump in the afternoon. And, mm. you know, we're coming out of COVID. There was so much work to be done. So I would drink a cup of coffee in the afternoon, and then I'd work for another six, seven hours. And I was, eventually I was like, you, Rada, you know better. You cannot do this. Like, this imbalance is going to lead to dis-ease eventually. So mm. um, it's really about finding, you know, do we want to just keep pushing, pushing, pushing? Um I don't know if you ever read that book by Ariana Huffington, The One on Sleep. Oh, years ago, yes, yes. Such a good book. And it always comes to mind when I think about this because she basically pushed herself so much that she eventually, she was a very high, you know, producer, and she was like doing, doing, doing. And then eventually her body said, I'm done. And she just like Mm. fell out. And she didn't know what happened to her. And so we don't want to get to the point where we are falling out because we're not honoring the rhythms of our system, of our body, of, you know, overriding our natural exhaustion. Sometimes you just got to lay down and take a nap. 
You know, you yeah. don't need a cup of coffee. You don't need a donut. You don't need whatever you're trying to do. You just need a nap. <laughs> or yeah. deep relaxation or, or something. Or know when you have to. Sometimes, yeah, you have to do that push or whatever, but don't live from that place. Because I'm all about that, the consciousness, you know, if you consciously yeah. need that. But but living mm-hmm. from that place um, is, you know, all about that balance and balancing the energy. Um now, kind of speaking of that, of like balance and energy, let's let's look at the chakra because there's such a tie-in with this, with sound and tone and balance mm-hmm. and the energy centers or vortices of the, the chakras. Can people do something on their own to balance and heal chakras, or is it, you know, I mean, I'm all for doing Reiki or having. A, you know, balancing, chocolate balancing, or different things. But I think when we look at chocolates, we kind of look kind of narrowly at at what they are, you know, that they're not just overlapping or intrinsic to all we do. And I think if we kind of open up to what they actually are, then maybe there's more ways to heal and balance them. I I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I think when you're studying yoga, like in a way, everything that we do in yoga, and I don't mean just the asanas, I mean like the traditional science of yoga as taught by Patanjali. Um, If you're looking at the full science, then everything you're doing within the science of yoga then is in the process of balancing these chakras. Because these chakras are energy centers. They are the subtle energies in the body that will eventually solidify into the body. So if that imbalance Mm. remains, eventually it's going to become an issue in your body. Hands down, no question, that's what happens if you just allow it to go on and on and on and on. Um, But we can also, just like being intuitive about what, what tones and aromatherapy smells and things like that, um, you don't have to know all the answers in order to Mm. intuitively figure out what you need to do. For instance, you know, we have seven main chakras, and um, you usually know if one is out, out of balance. You're going to have some sort of sign. So if um, – I, I like to go to the throat a lot because the throat one's one that people can really relate to. Mm-hmm. If you've ever gotten really emotional about something and it's like you feel like the words got caught in your throat, that's yeah. literally like a blocking of the throat chakra. So anytime you have something like a sore throat, Louise Hay also was completely brilliant in understanding the emotional aspects of what was happening in our bodies and how these emotional blocks were going to affect us physically. So if you have something like a sore throat, um, if you are afraid to speak your truth, um, that will start to manifest itself in thyroid problems and, um, mm. you know, swollen glands and, you know, people who have to have their tonsils taken out and all of these sorts of things because they're not actually expressing themselves or speaking up for themselves. Um, they could be expressing a fear of judgment or they could be lying about something. But it's all going to develop. But you don't have to know all that. All you have to know is, Ugh, something feels stuck in my throat, or I'm getting a lot of sore throats, I'm going to have to look at, like, what's going on there. So then the easy way to sort of figure out the, the cure for this is, again, what feels good. Most of the time, if you're working with these different um, 
different things, whether it is sound, sometimes it's a chant, just like you said, a rabbit chant is your favorite, right? Mm-hmm. That can have one of my favorites yeah. that are very important to you, right? Mm. And then right. the tuning forks, the um, mantras, the essential oils, even the yogic postures, the asanas that we do, um, you're going to find certain things feel really good. So, you know, it may be that stretching your neck back feels better. It may be moving it from side to side feels better. But the idea is that anything that is going to produce the healing is something that's going to feel good, positive, be something that you resonate with. Um, If it feels bad, negative, you have, you know, a adverse reaction to it, then that's your body saying, that's not what I need to heal right now. And so sometimes that's really important because we don't always know what order in which we need to heal the chakras. But if we rely on our own intuition, then we will always know because when we start to utilize um, crystals are another really beautiful one. You can actually lay crystals on the different chakras. But often people will just be standing there in front of a table of crystals and people just reach out and grab one. And then they'll read about it and they'll be like, oh, that totally sounds like me. And it's like, yeah, of course, because you're resonating with the energy of the crystals. And I know this sounds really woo-woo. Um, however, Not the really thing now about yoga is that, and all of this stuff, is that Western science is starting to study it. We can actually, you know, put, um, they have all kinds of, uh, electrodes they can put on your skin, on your brain. You can say a certain chant and they can see parts of your brain lighting up. And they know that when that part of the brain lights up, it um, releases dopamine and serotonin into your system. They can see how chanting OM will reduce the temperature of your skin or lower your blood pressure. So now we can measure all these things that used to seem like, well, I don't know, chanting makes me feel good, but I don't know why I'm doing it. Um, But now we can see that it's actually having an effect on us. Now, that's just the physical stuff that we can measure. The chakras are a little bit more difficult, but they're always going to have some physical manifestation if something is blocked. So some of the stuff to look out for, um, if you don't mind, if I can just go over them really quickly. Oh, I'd love it. Yes, please. Yeah, so your root chakra is right, right like at the base of your spine. That one is literally like your sense of safety, belonging, groundedness to the earth. And so if you are having anything with like fatigue, um, issues with your legs or spine, anything like that, if you have anxiety, fear, insecurity, all of those means that probably something's wrong with that chakra. Then the next chakra is going to be um, your sacral chakra. And this is your reproductive issues, also lower back pain. It can also be urinary tract problems. But a lot of this is like, um, especially for women, this is like a really important area for us. This is where our creativity and our power comes from. And we often have a lot of guilt, right, around any sort of sexual um, interactions or feelings or things like that that we have and this can really block our cycle chakra and the reason why we don't want to block the chakra is because it's also the source of our creativity and our our ability to produce and our strength and our power as women so then the solar plexus area this one is um, usually digestive problems this is also your gut right whenever you say like Mm. 
oh, I just feel like I was sucker punched or, oh, God, I feel like I've got this rock in my stomach or um, I just feel like I can't digest or you have acid reflux or ulcers or anything like that. All of this is going to be around your self, so, uh, solar plexus. And a lot of this has to do with, like, low self-esteem, anger, right? When we get angry, we can feel that area tense up and control. And often um, this chakra, you know it's blocked if you're having a lot of trouble making decisions. So this is the mm. one that I happen to when I'm like, oh, God, why am I having so much trouble deciding, you know, between these two things? Now, now which one is that and how that. do you? It says your solar what... plexus. Oh, the solar plexus. So okay. it's kind of so... like right around your stomach. Right, okay. Then you have your heart chakra. And this obviously has to do with heart problems, high blood pressure, um, lung and respiratory issues. This has been a big one for COVID. So it's interesting mm. because um, this goes both ways. So we are having these physical symptoms that are also affecting our emotional heart. And our emotional heart is affecting our physical heart. So, um, you know, all of these studies are coming out now where they're saying, oh, people are ending up with all these heart problems after COVID. Well, COVID was also very emotionally heartbreaking for everybody. They, people got cut off from their families. So many people passed away. Like, there's a lot of heart issues that went around that. And so it's not surprising then that this emotionally, it's manifesting now as, you know, issues with heart problems. Then we have the throat one, and we talked a little bit about mm-hmm. that. Um, and that, again, thyroid problems, sore throat, and inhibition, fear, anything like that is going to be your throat. Then we have the third eye. Um, this one is often headaches. You know those uh, those lines we get as we get older from squinting and stress lines and worry lines between our eyebrows? Uh, those are because of our third eye chakra. <laughs> Too much overstrain mm, of our third eye chakra. The frowny line, years. yeah. Is that like overstaking? <laughs> the little frowny line. <laughs> yeah, the frowny line. It also line. has to do with like, yeah. So we have, like, vision <laughs> problems, um, anything around our forehead and our, our eyes. And that really, this is, our, this is our intuition. So if you are finding that, like, you're listening to me and you're like, Raga, I, I can't. Like, I sit there in front of the aromatherapy and I can't decide which one smells good, then there's probably something going on in your third eye chakra that you get to, like, clear out. Because this is going mm. to be the most important source of our intuition. It's tapping into that universal wisdom. And then lastly is our crown chakra, and this is on the top of our head. This one is a really interesting one because this one may link to migraines, neurological issues, and depression. And one of the things um, that in the sort of metaphysical and spiritual world, they look at depression is your lack of calling or your lack of connectedness with the divine. And so the crown chakra is also the way that you connect with universal energy and the universal force. So often you will feel disconnected from spirituality. You'll have a lack of purpose. You may feel closed-minded, but you're also sad and depressed. And this means that that crown chakra is really blocked. 
So again, any of the forms of yoga can help you unblock these. So it could be meditation. Um, you can meditate on each of these centers and just imagine them like spinning wheels that are just beautifully spinning. They also have colors associated with each of them. And you can look up charts on the internet that show you the different colors, but like amethyst is a really important one for the crown chakra. So you can either imagine that amethyst color or you can actually place an amethyst on your crown chakra itself, which is really powerful, or like a rose quartz on your heart. And then we also have essential oils. Um, rose is everything heart-oriented, so if you feel that pain in your heart or um, you're struggling with your heart, then um, both rose and sandalwood also can be really important for your heart. And then with the sound healing, there are certain sounds that um, mantras that are associated with each of the chakras, and this is something you can easily Google if you'd like. There's all kinds of YouTube tutorials and stuff like that on it. Um, and you can actually repeat the sound that is related to the certain chakra to try to balance it yourself. Also, as you were mm -hmm. saying, there are a lot of healing modalities out there. There's Reiki, there's chakra balancing, there are um, sound baths you can go to that will balance everything out. Uh, so there's lots of different places where you can go and get the healing done yourself. I mean, from somebody else, but there's lots of healing you can do yourself as well. Now, is that, that the, lot, um, <laughs> for different parts, is that the bija, the, like the mantra, the, the seed? I know there are certain. Yeah, so there are like seed mantras that exist. Seed, for they are. The they are like, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know, like a seed mantra is um, a mantra that doesn't have any direct translation. So like we were saying, Radha, you could chant that. That would be a mantra. But it doesn't, that has a direct translation. It means like fortune and success and love. And um, But if you have something like Hariyom, um, that actually doesn't have a little translation. It just oh, has so to that's do a, with I the didn't know Hariyom. Oh, I didn't yeah, know Hariyom. Yeah, it doesn't have any literal was translation. It's just the way, yeah, it's the way that it goes through your body. Ah, oh, mm -hmm. that's another good one. I love that. Hariyom. Uh, yeah, and it's a great move. way. Actually, Hariyom is one of the best ones for balancing out your chakras from your heart up. So it takes oh. you, um, so they have like upper chakras and lower chakras. And mm -hmm. so um, in integral yoga particularly, we focus a lot on the upper chakras because we figure, you know, in, in regular daily life, we get a lot of focus on the lower ones. Um, so Hariyom is one of the chants that we chant a lot. Mm. Gosh, I love that. Woo, this is so, oh, I love that. that um, the, uh, I can feel the mantras, the mantras. <laughs> with that. By the way, and I've kind of done, um, I, I love Sanskrit. I mean, chanting, and, uh, to me there is no, no better, no better, no better. And years ago when I was traveling a lot, I went to different places and some places actually chanted in English, and I did not feel the same. Mm. I don't know. I'm telling you, there's something with this. You know, they say Sanskrit. It's a language, but it's even beyond a language. There's a transmission there. And I feel like chanting in English, we don't have, I mean, you feel an energy certainly by certain words. Um, and if you have an intention and you're energetically doing a transmission, I get that. But that's really the energy. 
Um, but there's something with Sanskrit that I don't know. It just it just it feels different somehow. Feels differently. Yeah, and it's so interesting because Sanskrit is it's one of our oldest languages. Um, mm-hmm. It's you know <laughs> funny that they call them dead languages because there's nothing dead about Sanskrit. Oh, do they, they really call it that? It. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. <laughs> like because it's not actively spoken, then they call it like a dead language. Oh, okay. Um, but we've kind of revived it in <laughs> in the Western world with all this yoga we've been doing. <laughs> um, <laughs> the really cool thing about Sanskrit is it is like um, when the language itself was being created, it was being intuited. So these you know, ancient um, meditators were literally meditating on these different ideas, these different forms, and the sounds were coming to them. So it's almost like the sound was speaking to them, not them creating a sound. Whereas in language started to develop out of that, and it was more and more like um, variations on the sound, or like we said, much more in our head. Whereas Sanskrit, um, you know, even when they they hook up uh, uh, like uh, little monitors and you're actually chanting some of the chants um, mm-hmm. and you hook it up, it will actually draw pictures of these yantras and mandalas um, if you hook it up to the right equipment. Um, and they used to do, this was like back in the 60s and 70s, this was like their big thing in, in science was they would hook you up to these different sound um, mics and then it would draw the actual Yantra itself, which is pretty cool, because like that's that you know, the cool. yantras, wow. do, like the Sri Yantra and things like that, are actually based off of these these mantras, and they're just physical representations of the mantras that you're doing. I didn't know that they could, that it would turn into that what the yantra was. That's like that. Um, what is it? Cymatics, the sand moving. So it actually goes into that form. That is amazing. Yeah, and what's so amazing like, to me is, you know, obviously I've been in yoga for a really long time. When I was young, science definitely had not really caught up with yoga. People were still like, what are you doing? Like, we don't understand this. But especially, I'd say, like, in the last, like, 10 to 15 years, the way that science has developed and the way we're able to measure things, especially, like, in our brains, and, like, actually measuring dopamine and serotonin and all these different things and seeing the parts of our brain light up when we do certain things, it's extraordinary to see that it's like getting to see how these practices of yoga work. We always mm-hmm. knew they did work, but we weren't quite sure exactly what was happening. And now it's like getting to see an x-ray into our bodies and our, you know, our physiology. Yeah. Like, oh, when I chant. Ohm, this is what's happening to my blood pressure. This is what's happening to the temperature of my skin. This is what's happening in my brain. No wonder why I feel so good when I do it, because all these different reactions are happening just from chanting Ohm. Mm. Yeah, so the science is kind of giving, it's showing like what's, we know how we feel. We know what's going on. We know, you know, how it heals us or transforms. But now we're, there's a, there's like a causal point to the effect of what's actually going on. That's pretty fascinating. Yeah. It's, it's an exciting time, I think, to be involved in yoga because 
um, again, there's so many ways that we can measure it and so many studies being done. I mean, if you just type in yoga into like PubMed or yoga and meditation, chanting, I mean, anything you can think of to punch in there, there will just come up like thousands of studies on it. It's extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And I don't well, even I know remember too- that from like 10, 15 years ago. No, not as much. But but when you do study yoga and the eight limbs, when you really get into the, it's it's looked at as a science. You know they yes correct. They give you a prescription. You know which I love. A lot of Westerners don't know this, but when you study, I mean, you're giving meditations for your constitution. You know whether mm-hmm. mentally, emotionally, physically, or what's going on with you. There's oh, do this or this asana or this series or this whatever it is study that you know study this so do you think that that maybe it is already and i don't know but do you think that will become more broad public knowledge or an awareness maybe even integrating it more into whether mainstream education and or uh, medicine like aromatherapy or homeopathy uh like you have naturopaths i wonder if bringing some of that yoga principles and science, if that, do you see, it will be integrated or do you see it being integrated? I think it actually, I think that's the way it's headed. So, you know, at first it was like everybody was becoming a yoga teacher and that was great. But yoga, most yoga teaching programs only focus on the asanas themselves. So that's the physical movement. Mm -hmm. But then started this yoga therapy movement and if you haven't had any yoga therapists, oh, that's right, I have. Yes, that's amazing. Yoga therapists, yeah, they're amazing because yeah. they were actually, they have actually studied yoga in this really comprehensive way, along with Ayurveda, so that they can actually do prescriptions. And I was just at the yoga therapy conference oh. um, this last year, and they were saying that they're actually working with the um, American Medical Association to try to get billing codes now. So that I, you know, if you're familiar with the medical <laughs> world, yes, oh, yeah. everything. yeah, 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 I'm billing terms. Interface with that. <laughs> yeah. So they're really right. trying to get the billing codes, and if they can get the billing codes, then we are going to definitely be seeing more yoga therapists in hospital settings. So you're in there, and you have cancer. Oh, yeah. A yoga therapist could come in and work with you. If you are in there and you have heart disease, a yoga therapist can come in and work with you. If you are in the mental health you know, Ward, because of depression or anxiety or whatever, a mental uh, yoga therapist can come in and work with you. That is, I think, really where we're headed. That's huge. Um, it's pretty huge. It's and exciting, really exciting. Oh, I do that because as a, as a therapist with at heart disease. Oh, you know, okay. with, well, with I was stomach. just, just going to say because part of my training as um, a hypnotherapist and transpersonal psychologist, I worked a lot with, um, well, psychiatrists, some psychologists, but cardiologists. Cardiologists Mm -hmm. are big because they know so much as lifestyle. I got so many referrals when I was doing the medical hypnotherapy um, for cardiology. You know, the, the patients, the cardiologists would, and they were great because they would refer back, you know, they, people do six to 12 sessions with me, then I refer back, then they refer back. But yeah. cardiologists seem to understand the whole lifestyle. I think, you know, um, approach or that lifestyle was key into that type of health and obviously rehabilitation, you know, from 
conditions or issues or surgeries um, in that area. So yeah, you know, that would be great um, having that they, in. So it's fascinating because Dr. Dean Ornish, who was one of the first people to show that you could reverse heart disease, his teacher was Swami Sachidananda, who actually founded Integral ah. Yoga. And okay. so we have always sort of been on this forefront of bringing yoga into these different therapeutic um, and medical settings, um, partially due to that work. But he was really the first one who was saying, hey, I think, like, if we change people's lifestyle, we actually could yeah. reduce their heart disease, reverse heart disease, no less. And then he went on yeah. to show it with, like, prostate cancer and all these other areas that he was studying. It's really and now, of course, we're, it's just a given that, you know, you can reverse diabetes, heart disease, um, you know, hypertension, all these things with diet and exercise and some sort of meditative practice. You know, all these things are basically based in the science of yoga, which is pretty, that's why it's so cool. Like, now we're able to actually measure what we've known or yogis have known for 5,000 years. The science is 5,000 mm. years old. This is not like something new. Um, but no. we're putting it into these new different settings and using it really with these modern diseases and these modern afflictions. And it is still just as applicable and just as effective. And that is really what makes it a science is you can just do it over and over and over again and have the exact same results. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, sort of the definition of science. Science, yeah, that's true. The predictability and consistency. Oh, Retta, we are winding out of time. Uh, let people know what you want them to know. <laughs> well, what I'd like you to know is if you are curious about more of this, you would like to know more about yoga or all things yoga, and certainly if you're on the East Coast, but also on the West Coast, we also have a lot of online offerings. Come see us at org, And uh, you can always also shoot me an email and I will be willing to answer any other questions for you. You can just send it to the info line at iyiny.org. Great. Thanks for being here, and thanks for sharing. I've really enjoyed mm. our conversation. I have, too. Thank you, Michelle. It was really an honor to be here with you today and such a fun conversation. Thank you. Yeah, loved it, loved it, loved it. I'm going to go, I'm going to go online and look at some apps. all right you take care care come back anytime you want to take care Mm -hmm. thank you so much oh my oh bye hey gang lots of good info that was rata metro mid um integral yoga institute of new york iyiny.org info is in the description box below for more information um, okay, I'm putting in the information of that course that I'm doing. That will be in the description box as well. Come Connect, Soul Insights, and Tarot on YouTube, Soul Awakening Podcast on YouTube. Love if you would subscribe, get those notifications. Uh, let me know any changes, any suggestions that you have. And also connect on Instagram. Love to see you there as well. And um, if you feel a resonance, of course, Patreon also. All questions, comments, guest suggestions, topic suggestions, please email awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. All right, lots of love and light. Continue to shine your light, share your insights, and of course, keep awake. I'm getting woke and staying woke. 
Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.